Hello and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello, 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 hello. Good morning. How is everyone? Good. Glad to hear it. I'm Martel. Good morning, good morning, good morning, or whenever you choose to listen to this. My name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. And I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. It's nice to see your face, Martel. Nice to see your face, Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. That's me. <laughs> that is me. You're correct. Today um, is Tuesday again. Crazy how that just keeps coming around. Keeps coming Every back. Every single week, it seems. That's crazy. That's crazy. But uh, we got a topic of um, life today. This is episode number 74. 74. 74. Yep. One day, we will have an, 100 episodes. We should do the 100th episode live. Well, we've done that yep. before, but we should do like a, an event <laughs> or something, something special. <laughs> We do live every day. Live. Like, well, wait, we've already done that. <laughs> we'll do something else special. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Something special for episode 100. If anybody's got any ideas, let us know. Episode 100. 100. I have, oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. We should do an episode where our friendship began in Westfield Middle School. I think it's a good idea. Like in at the, the school. school, at the mm. school, at the school, like mm. I don't know, in the cafeteria or something in the cafeteria. I think they let us do that. I'll figure it out. I'll get it worked out. I'll get it worked out. But I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and then we'll have like so at episode one hundred and four, we will have two episodes that you could listen to each week of the year. <laughs> that's so cool to think about. That's very cool. That's, that's content right there. Jeez that's Louise. Content. That's content right there. Amazing. Beautiful. Well, thanks for agreeing to the topic. Um, life lately. So Martel and I, if you've listened to any of our episodes, you figured out that our anointing is in different areas, but where we align is in the spirit of discipline. Um, and like in this very warrior slash dog mentality that's centered on our belief in Christ. And I think it would be beneficial for us to talk about where our lives are lately. Um, Martel is funny because we have this connection where like I can feel when he's growing and it's it's evident in his daily actions and I'm going to need him to share it. I need him to share it. So I think this is a good time for us to kind of just like show where we are in life because um, even if you go back and listen to some different episodes, like we were both at different points in our lives, like even episode 30 versus like episode 50, um, because we're both growing so rapidly because we've been focused. I think this is a good time to just kind of reflect. So lessons learned, where you're at now, where you're looking forward to. Super simple. And then per usual, we'll probably dive into another topic of conversation just because we like that. Sound good to you? Let's roll. Good. You first. So, um, where we are, so right now, 
What are we in? 2022? 2022. Mm-hmm. Since 2021. Um, so here's the deal. Right now, I'm teaching film class. Um, rolling with the whole Sky Media joint. And I am the, the director of marketing at this church. <laughs> I put in air quotes because there's so much work to be done before I even feel like claiming the title. <laughs> I can't be proud of it until there's until you know results, until we really get to things going. But um there's that. And um yeah, and so I've been rolling with those things. I but I guess what's different between last year and this year is though is that I've been able to do things differently now than what I've done last year. So recently when I was I was talking to Karen, um we I I had this I I have these epiphanies, okay? Pretty every every so often I have these epiphanies. And like it'll just come from usually it typically happens in the gym, but it'll happen. I'm just reading or I'll be listening to some sort of audiobook or something like that. And then I will just have a thought and something, something that I knew or uh, something that I read or something that I heard or something that I understood but didn't apply will click. It will just randomly click like some it will just start to make sense. And most recently, I the, the epiphany that I had was about systems. So I was listening to um, Kingdom Principles. I, I, I found out I was listening to part two, um, Kingdom Principles by Dr. Miles Monroe. This would have been my like eighth or ninth time listening to it. But there was a chapter on Kingdom Keys. And in this chapter on Kingdom Keys, he talks about, you know, what authority you have by having keys. He was talking about the keys um, of the kingdom that were from, that are in the Bible that we all have access to but we can't use them unless we you know do things in line with how keys are supposed to work but he pretty much said that keys are systems and when he said keys are systems that led me down a rabbit hole of thought and it's and like i said it 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 made everything else that came before that click and i told you i i've listened to this thing i had read the book and i've listened to the audio and this was like my eighth or ninth time listening to it, but it clicked then. It clicked then. I believe everything in my life happens for a reason. I believe everything is happening in the exact order that it's supposed to happen. So, but it clicked at that very moment. And so, the I had read the Four Hour Work Week Work Week years ago, maybe a, a solid five five ish years ago. I watched. I listened to the Four Hour. I read the Four Hour Work Week. I had I read the the E Myth. I had read um, there's this book called Scrambled Eggs. It's about business systems. I had read um, so many different books about how systems work. But oh, and I went to a different. I went to a conference um, in December of 2019, and then I I had worked another conference in uh, August. No, June, July of 2020. And they both talked about systems. This was the first time I actually heard someone speaking about these things. But 2022, it all comes together. 
Then 2022, it all comes together. Five years of reading about the same thing. It didn't make sense until uh, 2022. The previous year, I had tried so many different things. I wanted, I understand, I could tell you about how important systems was. I could explain to you what it was. I could explain to you what it was. I could explain to you what someone meant by when they said it. I could under, I could explain to you how, you know, you could get a Big Mac from uh, McDonald's in New York. And you can get the same Big Mac from a McDonald's in Canada. I could explain to you how they do that sort of franchise system through through that through franchises through systems, um, but I didn't know how to apply it to myself, and so. Kingdom Keys chapter in Miles Monroe's book clicked, and then it started to make sense for everything. It was like, okay, wait, now I know how to apply these things. Because I read that book, then I read this another this other book, Scrambled Eggs, and it showed me how to actually create systems, create SOPs, put things together and hand them off, delegate that to someone else so that they can take responsibility for whatever that task is. And so for me, last year I had tried this. The, what, I, what I did was I would say something like, so say you got a cup of water, right? You, you've got a cup of water with you and you want someone to, because so, you, you, like, you like water at this specific temperature, at this specific spot every single morning. But you didn't do it this time. You told someone else to do the exact same thing. You said, I need a cup of water. And then the person goes and they don't know where to get the water from. They don't know where the cups are. They don't know what cup you want it to be in. They don't know how cold or warm the, or hot the, the water is supposed to be. They don't know where they're supposed to place it after they've got the water into the cup. They don't know what route they should take to get it to you. They don't know where you're going to be. And so all of these all of these important elements were missing out in the directions that I would give to someone else. But I would expect them to just bring the, the cup of water because I had done it so many times and I knew, I know that you have to get it from over there. The cups are over there. You got to put the water in the cup and you have to bring it down this line to get it to the right spot. So pretty much I was telling them the direction I was telling the outcome, but not giving them, the the steps i'm not i wasn't giving them the processes or the procedure to actually accomplish it successfully so i was in the i ended up doing so much more work last year when i would bring someone on I, i'd be doing extra work trying to fix what they were doing or tell them okay no you just got to do i need this this and this because you you forgot about blah 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 and then i was thinking that there was an issue like i don't know how to do this thing obviously i don't know how to do this thing and so I'm like, now it's just more work. It's more work for me to have you do it versus me just doing it. So I'm just going to guess. I guess I'm just going to keep on doing it. Fast forward. Now I know how to document my process. Now I know that it takes, you know, policies, processes and procedures. And I can document these things. I can even create videos to show you exactly how to do it. Plus the documentation hand it to someone else and then have them follow that process. And, you know, there might be tweaks, there might be tweaks or whatever when they actually get through it. Maybe this detail was left out or maybe I didn't think about how they they have to know this platform to understand this platform. And I've got all the steps for the second one. Mm -hmm. um, but now I can hand it to somebody and let them take full responsibility for it. And they have all of the resources. So if, if they mess up on it, they just didn't pay attention to the details. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so 
I feel like this is a game changer. I think this is the start yeah. of this is the start of um, the rest of my life. <laughs> no, yeah, the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Yeah, systems. Systems are an important tool when you know how to use them. And I think something that you said that was really important was revisiting old materials with a new perspective. Because like when you're rereading something that you've read three, two, maybe even a year ago, maybe even last month, when you've collected more life experiences to help you appreciate a specific tool, you can go back with a different perspective and sharpen it and then bring that into today's context which is a very cool tool. I feel like um, rereading books is definitely something that like everybody should do. Rereading Bible scriptures, rereading quotes, like they mean, they mean different things now. Um, mm -hmm. so and you know what's a crazy thing about that? Is like, I, and so it also made me, in a small amount, it made me think about, um, and I don't even know what you would call this, but I was proud to have read so many books, but mm -hmm. I didn't understand and couldn't apply most of them. Yeah, yeah. I was proud to have read it. I'm like, no, I read a book. I read, I read, actually there was a year, the same year that I read the, the, 20, the four hour work, the 24 hour work week, the four hour work week, the same year that I read that, I read, I think it was 24 books. It was 20 or 24 books. And I was proud of the fact that I read 24 books. Mm -hmm. But where's the results? <laughs> like where? Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> who the really cares if you read twenty four books? I was. I started off with a book a week, right? And I think in that season, that's what I needed. Like a book a week is what I needed in that season. Um, and I did that for seven weeks. Now, if I <laughs> if I try to read a book a week, I'm not going to absorb anything. Just because, like right now, um, my spirit is searching for something else. And I need to focus and dive into specific content for an extended period of time rather than like just inhaling material because at the time, like mm -hmm. inhaling material was what I needed, but now like I need to actually digest it. Um, and that actually kind of reminds me of like a video you sent me from Miles Monroe and it talked about fasting. Like your pipe is clogged. <laughs> your, your pipe is clogged um, because you're consuming too many things. Um, in this case, like the example was related to food, but I can use the same application and talk about like material. I was absorbing, I, if I try to do that now, I'm absorbing too much material. And at the rate that I'm learning, I won't digest it. Like it's not beneficial. Um, and I think that's a separate skill, like knowing, knowing what your spirit needs and seeking that out diligently. Um, so that's beautiful. That's a great update. What else do you have to share? Yeah, man. And I was just like, as a part of that, I'm like, so we got we got 24 we got 24 books read. Cool. Um, who's it for? <laughs> and if you can't do anything with the 24 books worth of information, then what's the point? I could explain to you the the concept of every single one of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm really good at it. I I, I could break down every single chapter in the book, but it's that the application is is so crucial because it's like you could read a book on how to be a millionaire, then explain to someone else how to be a millionaire. But if you don't if you don't apply anything and can't become a millionaire, then that's a different level of understanding of the information. Yeah. And if, if you can't 
apply it, you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. It has to move over to execution. It has to move over to execution. It's mm-hmm. just information before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you might be a really good consultant, mm-hmm. but then actually you not you might not be a really good consultant, but you could you could at least explain the information to someone else, but you don't have the real the the depth of understanding to tell them when they actually get into it and they have a question, you won't be able to help them because mm-hmm. you've never done it. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand it. Yep. You've never done it for yourself. You've read about it. I mean, shoot, you 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 are a college professor on this topic right here. Mm-hmm. But you haven't done it. That's what always trips me out about the economics uh, professors or the the yeah, the economics professors at school or finance, and they'll tell you about, you know, this is how you make a million dollars. Meanwhile. But, mm, meanwhile. I won't, I won't dive into that. I won't. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not. I have no comment. <laughs> it's best. Oh, oh, yeah, guys. It's, it's easy. All you do is, you know, we're going to study how to make a million dollars today. And it's like, hmm, from you? You bringing someone else in or? <laughs> you don't, <laughs> and and that's that's not to say that people can't advise processes or inform mm-hmm. a specific portion of it, but it's easier to teach when you've done it yourself, is what I'm saying. That's. What I I'm think saying. you're more helpful when you've done it yourself. I. Because it's certain. So if I if someone came to me and they wanted to learn hurdles, right, and mm-hmm. I've done hurdles. I'm the ver- me so me doing hurdles versus someone else just reading about hurdles when that student comes up and they go over the hurdle and they don't understand why their leg their their foot hit this certain spot on the ground and why they just keep on hitting the hurdle the other person might tell you about oh you know the text says um, that you need to be lifting off from this point on the ground and then arching your leg and then putting your knee up at this point and then sticking out your, your toe and then hitting the ground. When you get into this vicinity, then your trail leg shouldn't hit the hurdle. Then I'm going to tell you, when you're on this part of the race, you're going to be tired, big dog. <laughs> so <laughs> Ooh, boy. I know this. I've done it. <laughs> Like you, you trying to do something logically, this is what you need to do, but I'm going to just let you know, you're going to need to do these things before you even get into the race and you're going to get this mental right. Because when you get to this point in it, you will be tired. That trail leg will lag. Okay. (laughs) That's information you can't get from the book. I think um, something that's really cool about like um, the coaching that I do now is like last year I was coaching. Um, but I was also in school and I wasn't competing. Um, I've started competing again recently in the last um, month, month and a half. And I am a different coach, meaning like I'm a different teacher now that I'm competing on my own and I'm learning how to approach specific skills again in a different body. And that gives me such, such a such a rich perspective that I didn't have before last year. It's like I, I believe that I was showing up, you know, to the best of my ability as a coach last year with the knowledge that I had on high school and being successful in um, my short lived collegiate track career. However, now that I'm back in the game, per se, myself and actively experiencing the pain that they go through every day. I can relate differently. So now I know exactly what to tell them. Like I already, I already knew 200 sucked. I knew that from like running it in high school and in college. But now I can understand 
the pain because I face it every day. And because I look at, I look it in the eyes every day, I can train you because I looked at it yesterday. I know exactly what pain you're experiencing. So I can teach you to overcome it because I'm not far from it myself. Um, so I, I think something that you said was meaningful. Like it's much, it's much more beneficial and helpful, like when you've gone through it. But I think people can also teach you what not to do as well. And I, I feel like I feel like you reach another level of wisdom when you can pull out specific things from the story as far as like, okay, you were an example of what not to do. So I know that if I'm doing this, that's wrong. So I need to do the opposite of that. <laughs> I need to do the opposite of that, right? So I just thought that was powerful. I thought that I might share that. I mean, that's happened through leadership. Yeah. Right there a little bit. I mean, we were just, the other day was what, Father's Day? No. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Easter. Easter. Mother's Day's name. So we just recorded. We just recorded a Father's Day uh, message for this church, and it's not going to air until Father's Day. So we, were, but we were talking about it last week. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but the the question was. So we had this discussion. The question was um, something along the lines of. Uh, what makes uh, characteristics of a godly father? And my immediate thought, well, after we had already, you know, demystified the situation, let him know I am not a father. <laughs> but we had the perspective of someone who is a father, someone who is, I guess, fatherly, like an uncle, and then someone who is a younger son. And, um, but, the characteristics of a godly father, I think, are the exact same characteristics of a man, a godly man. Mm. Like being, like you were just saying, you being in it changes your perspective on the situation. And you being in it also lets the kids know, the people who are, who are looking to you, for, for answers, mm-hmm. they, they, they know that you are going to have a different perspective versus someone who's just read about the thing. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about, and you're not going to stay on this for too long, but when we were talking about um, being a godly father and it was like being that example, it's like, look, the, the person, you, it's not an act. It's not something where it's like the person has to they're, they're just trying to be a certain way around certain people so that the people think about them in a certain way. It's a way that you have to live. And when you live in this way, you mm-hmm. see different things, you learn different things, you understand life in a different way. And so it can't help but ooze through every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it all has to tie. It all has to sing together. You, you, yeah. you can't, you can't just, you can't fake this. <laughs> Yeah. You can fake it if you just read about it and tell somebody about it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Good. 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 But Karen, <sighs> update. I know you're the you're big baller shot caller all over the planet. So tad. lay it on. Just a tad. Um, I have grown tremendously um, in the past 30 days. Um, I'd say in all areas of life, um, I feel like I've emerged from a pruning season and I can see the fruit. 
right? Um, I don't think there's, not to say that like I'm out of the pruning season, but I think that a lot of it is done and I'm excited because I feel very weightless um, and very empowered to do things that God's called me to do within the kingdom. Um, it's been a very exciting time, but also a very kind of live life on the edge kind of feeling um, just because I've stopped putting limits on myself. I've stopped putting limits on other people and I've stopped prejudging myself as well as other people and their capabilities. Um, and that's shown me what I'm capable of doing and what I'm capable of inspiring others to do. Um, so with that being said, um, I think that in my engineering job, I'm learning a lot of skills as far as like how to be vigilant about my assignments um, and take everything that I can away from it. It kind of feels like being back in school and I'm honestly learning. We've I've said this on previous episodes, but for sure now, I was not good at school. <laughs> I was not good at school. Um, I was good at relationships and forming relationships with specific topics that I enjoyed. But I've, I'm learning in my life now that I'm a student of new learnings, but only of the things that are valuable to me. Um, I think I've shown that I can be disciplined and like do the work that's required to like, you know, make it through a season. Um, but now I'm only investing myself into things that I'm passionate about because I know I can be my best in that. Um, not to say that like, I enjoy everything, right? Like for example, yesterday I was in the gym. I wanted to quit so bad. Oh my God. I wanted to quit so bad, but I didn't. And that's what I've been focusing on. Um, not quitting, just finishing things out and um, anchoring myself to the fact that I always figure it out once I've started. Like me, I can, if you put me somewhere and you tell me to do something or I feel like, you know, drawn to do a specific thing or, you know, a specific act or have a specific impact, I always figure it out once I've started. But now I'm kind of going back and seeing the things that like I didn't start sooner and just kind of figuring out why I was so afraid um, like what I was afraid of. So I feel like I'm emerging from a long pruning season. Um, I'm definitely in the harvest of a lot of um, the works that I've been working at for the past couple of months um, in my personal business that I do um, with Arbonne, as well as um, in my job, which is very exciting. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, I've developed a different relationship with prayer specifically, as well as with the word and how I approach it. Um, I feel like previously I had a, a very casual relationship with the text, but now I'm developing a very intimate relationship with the text and it's been informing my relationship with Christ um, and made my conversations a lot, a lot more transparent with God. Um, and that's been beautiful to be a part of. Um, what else? Uh, I think we can just start with like everything that I do. <laughs> so on top of just like going to church, um, I feel like I'm listening more to, um, to just like different things in my life. And I'm kind of right now at this moment, just inspired by everything. Like there isn't, <laughs> there's very few moments throughout the day now, like where I don't smile or I'm not inspired by something that God's done. Um, like even just waking up this morning, I was inspired by the rain. Like clearly my perspective is changing on a lot of things because I've been submerged in the text um, my pers my perspective and my relationship with my athletes has changed as well. We've entered postseason. Um, so for those who don't know what that means, um, the 
athletes that are most likely to um, um, qualify for the state meet, like the state competition in track. Um, those are the only athletes left now. So our, key, our team has been cut down by like 90%. Um, so there's just a couple of people left. So developing a more personable relationship um, with my athletes has been very transformative for me as well as for them. Um, and then ironically, it's helping my own track career. So like I've been more bold with running. Um, and with that being said, asking myself, like, you know, what am I so afraid of? Um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to try the 400. If anybody knows me, you know that I've never, ever liked anything that's over 100 meters <laughs> long. Um, but I'm giving it a try because why not? Like, what do I have to lose? Um, and I've learned to apply that question in a more wise context because like there are clearly dangerous situations you can get yourself into by asking why not, right? But I've been thinking about the blessings that can come from... Um, risking my comfort and not my safety, but risking my comfort. Um, so that's been very fun. I feel like that's life lately. Um, been very family oriented lately as well. Just making sure that I can, I can do something every day to show them. I love them outside of just telling them. Um, and then I say last but not least, um, I'm finally starting to understand the importance of falling in love with the process. Um, I feel like lessons that I've heard like throughout, you know, the past decade, like either through athleticism or through, you know, studying or being a student, um, is trust the process. I've never trusted the process. <laughs> I, I, I keep going because I'm hardheaded and I don't like giving up, but I've never fallen in love with the process until now. Like the process of like the compound effect, the process of systems. And I think that's why ultimately I don't regret like, you know, being an engineer because like it's taught me to recognize the beauty of systems. And I think what's really cool, like this is probably the last part. What's really cool about like my journey so far is like connecting the string of my purpose through my different interests. Right. So still not, I'm still working on determining if this is a calling that I want to answer, but as far as like healthcare, I thought I was called to be a surgeon. Um, well, let, let me take that back. I decided that being a surgeon was the best way that I could help people. Now I'm learning that there are more impactful ways that I can affect a affect hundred people at the same time, instead of one person with a scalpel. Um, and that's been cool to like think about, but um, I'm seeing, I'm connecting the dots between my interest and seeing how my love for, you know, how the human body works um, was actually an appreciation for systems and processes that are impacted by how you live. And just like seeing the beauty of that process mimicked in like, you know, the change of the season and like, you know, um, following up the process, like just seeing that string of purpose being connected through different things has been inspiring. So with that being said, I now trust the process and I love the process. Um, and I feel like I've developed a, a healthy relationship with, uh, um, working heartfully through the mundane that's my update nice nice now, i think you are where you're supposed to be honestly i mean if you if you look at like and i don't know what you put together if you if you if you try to put together like a, a list of of the gifts that you have i think you are in the places that would be able to use those gifts mm -hmm. effectively. 
like so it's like i mean again i think i think it's just in divine timing divine order i mean it's just supposed to be <laughs> it's just supposed to be what it is <laughs> i think you're doing an awesome job at everything that you're doing and i think it's just like written it was already written yeah I, I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm just riding the wave of the text. You hear me? I'm just, <laughs> I really am. And it's, um, it's cool because I can look back now because it's crazy because like people are like, well, how did you get here? Like, you know, how'd you do this? Like, um, I, I crushed a really big business goal in my last month and people were like, how did you do that? Like, you just naturally are this way. I can never be you. And I, I, I start to stop people. I just interrupt people. Like I've gotten super bold in conversations. Like when they start to err on the side of like glorifying me because I need them to see Jesus, not me. Right. And I'm like, stop because this is not me. This is not about me. And I'm going to correct you right now. Like I, I get so aggressive. It, it's kind of me and I should work on that. But it's because like I really need people to know like it's not me. It's who I'm connected to. It's who I'm covered by right like it's not it's not me bro like I, I did not possess the strength to do this on my own and I had to grow into this like this wasn't an overnight thing and like now I'm starting to understand like why pe so many people almost idolize like people's overnight success no there's a collection of seasons of them working in the dark when nobody knew <coughs> excuse me and um you're just seeing you know the harvest season and I've been working towards this harvest season all my life, to be honest, collecting lessons, seeing the light, bearing through the darkness, um, you know, being immobile physically, mentally and spiritually. Like, it's a collection of things. So, like, don't you dare look at me while I'm in the light and think that I just did this. Like, I earned I bled for this. <laughs> I bled for this because someone else paid the, pr the price for me so that I could receive the light and the glory. But all of it is not about me. It's about God and what he's done through me. So I'd be getting like, it's it's like a graceful, aggressive, I don't know if that's a thing, but I'd be, I'd be straight up interrupting people at this point. Like, oh my God, I can never be you. I'm like, um, you're right. However, I need you to stop worshiping me. <laughs> and actually I wanna give praise to who's on high because it's not about me. Um, yeah. And like, so, so many people miss the mark when they idolize people and their successes rather than what they were anchored to. Um, and all of my examples um, are people of faith. So, yeah, I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, the 24 year overnight success story, I guess. <laughs> would it, would it, I think it's, it's not like 24 <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else not really oh while you were reflecting while you were reflecting I thought I'd go back to my calendar a year ago and see like what was I doing a year ago right I think probably a better thing if anybody knows me if you listen to one episode at all you know that I journal I've been doing it since I was nine probably a better thing I could have done is go back and look at my journal, which is on that shelf right there. But in, in the aspect of time, I went back in my calendar and I found pictures. Um, so a year ago today, 
May, what, May 2nd, a year ago today. This is right before graduation. So it's on the, it's almost been a year since we graduated, by the way. Um, and it looks like, oh, look, a year ago today, I was recording the podcast, LOL. And then I was also coaching. So I was at home coaching um, track. I was finishing out my degree online, my engineering degree at Purdue. Um, and I'm pretty sure... <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember scheduling time to study for a final and then I didn't because I decided I would fail. So a year ago today, I was deciding my future because of my past. That's what I was doing a year ago today. Now I decide my future based on who I serve because he's forgiven my past. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. One more time for the people in the back. Again, a year ago today, I decided I would fail because I would because of my past. Today, what did I say? I decided I don't the, know. The today part was everything that came after the today part was what <laughs> you should repeat. <laughs> <Today. laughs> I don't know what I God said. Given my past, that was what you ended with. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody, so a year from a year ago today, yes. there's nothing in my calendar. <laughs> there, but there is. Calendar. Wake up, shower, panic, 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 panic. Podcast, panic, panic, workout, panic, panic, track practice, panic, 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 panic. <laughs> Read a book and not absorb it. Absorb it. Panic. Go to sleep. Mm. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was what I was doing a year ago. Panic, panicking. Oh, oh, Karen. I wish I could go back and get. Oh, here. yeah, no, because I had graduated. Yeah, it would be yesterday. Yesterday, I would have graduated. What have like you did graduate? Well, yeah, yesterday a year ago, I graduated. So I guess the day after that, I was just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so boom that's the update that's what's happening right now boom 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 beautiful hope you guys are having a great day hope you guys are having a great morning hope you have a great rest of your day karen do you have any words of wisdom for this week i do um the words of wisdom for this week are uh, delayed obedience is still disobedience. Delayed obedience is still disobedience? Yes. What that mean? It means when you know the right thing to do and you're still not doing it, you're disobeying God. Mm. So do the right thing. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the episode. All right. We'll see y'all next week. I'm Martel. And Martel. And my <laughs> name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. See y'all later. Peace.